0: News from the Krabby Coffee Shop is brought to you by AIM High construction MN.com. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McClain. From Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson.
1: Um. We're going to go full disclosure here today. Don and I are completely, totally, 100% out of sorts, and we should have canceled the taping of this because um, <laughs> oh, I'm our, so our glad bosses, you're bringing this up. Our half-wit bosses at my talk have scheduled this uh, played-out entire tired old uh, down-and-dirty bit <laughs> where we have to go uh, act like children for um, three, four days on the behalf of charity. And the, and the reason... The only reason I decide to participate and not quit my job is because of the charity. We've got a pretty good charity this year that I'm looking forward to raising money for. But the details, this, are slow to come through, and we get left off emails, and we don't know what's happening, and blah, 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 and on and on and on. And I'm not packed and ready. Dawn, I'm sure you're partially packed. You're always, you No. I'm going
0: to a haunted prison this weekend i'm packed for that
1: <laughs> see and i've got so many other things going on in my life john of course semi-retired all he does is pick on a guitar all day right <laughs> well Bang the drum. not as much as
2: i should but
1: <laughs> so uh, i don't know what we're gonna do or where we're going f- uh here and uh i am not ready for this even though i said right before ross hit the open that i was ready i'm not but speaking of ross <laughs> Um,
0: You're not ready for the podcast or Project Down and Dirty?
1: Anything. Either. Me either. Me either. We'll see what just, happens. Plus, um, I'm on <laughs> Motrin 600, which Whoa. I've never taken before, oh. which if I have to say I got to go during the course of this uh, taping, that means I've already left the room and I'm running with my butt cle- uh, cheeks clenched to the bathroom. <laughs> because this is wreaking havoc like I've never had havoc Motrin 600 yeah yeah and normally I take um when I have a procedure done they give me uh, narcotics and that does the opposite you don't go for weeks and weeks and weeks you know it's awful well this is the opposite but anyway you don't want to know that I had a tooth I did, I yesterday don't I I'd yeah. like
0: some of that Motrin for you know lady times
1: I'll bring it down to you. You can okay. have it because I'm done. We're I can't take We're trading pills
0: in. now on the show. This is not good. <laughs> oh. Is that, is anyway. that legal? Okay. We're,
1: uh, in case that's illegal, we're not going to no, do
0: that. No, I'm too. not. Oh,
1: it's kind of a weird swap shop kind of show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, but uh, Ross. We'll speaking a pie. of of Roscoe <laughs> here. Oh, yeah, she makes good cookies too.
0: Oh, I'll make but, you some cookies. Give me that they, Motrin.
1: They don't have weed in them, John. I'm oh, just oh I don't do you. that. It's no, she doesn't do that uh roscoe um our producer best producer i've ever had so far except for one small item uh and john you you alluded to getting or not getting an email from ross uh containing a few stories the reason you didn't probably see the email is because ross sends about five emails a day kenny needs one email a week if even that so so when ross when no, turn your mic on i want to see that mic light on because uh this is a, this is a you're in the public stockade here um what happens when you just start sending emails and emails and then replying and then sending more emails i just stop looking at them I'm just done i check out and i think that's what happened with john
2: well um, i can tell i just checked you know what happened with me and this is this is sad on my account I actually opened that email, but I thought he was just asking if everybody was good to go today. And plus, Ross, you asked
1: me yesterday uh, if I was ready to do a show today, and I replied yes, and then you asked me the same thing this morning, which proves my point. You send so many emails <laughs> that you don't even read the emails. I think
3: you want to check that out box and make sure that you sent that email, because the only replies I got were from Dawn, Dawn and, and John. John
0: you did not yeah
3: Yeah. nothing for Kenny. and i don't i don't want to call you out on what may or may not be your show but i will protect (laughs) myself that was a zinger that was a zinger in the (laughs) the court of public opinion i will protect myself
0: yes ross
3: (laughs) (laughs) also (laughs) it is a fair point that is noted if you prefer to work that way with less emails i can work on that that's that's a fair complaint. I am an over-communicator. I know And that.
1: then uh, there's a sales guy, too, that I want you to relate that to. He already knows that, but it would help coming from you. Just tell him, no more. Don't don't call Kenny anymore. Back off.
2: Let's say one uh, that always okay. calls me with nothing, Just Yeah, a maybe. Yeah, he always calls yeah. me with a maybe. Yeah.
1: yeah. Let me run something by you. Uh-huh. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and you sent two stories, Ross. I like them both. Amazon driver loses job after woman seen leaving the van. Evidently a, a viral video went out of a, a, um, a, a gal hopping out of the back of an Amazon van in a very short uh, skirt dress thing with no <laughs> shoes on. Uh, I thought that was fun. We could uh, get some mileage out of that. And then you also sent me uh, Seattle is the most anxious metro in the area in the USA. And I looked at the map, and Minneapolis isn't even on it. Um, But instead of talking about that, I want to bring up something that I found fascinating this morning on uh, my talk on the Jason and Alexis show. Dawn went to a show last night at First Avenue in the main room, and I want to grill her all about this. Um, Oh. And my first first question, uh, Dawn, was this your first time in the main room? No. So you've been there before? Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who have you seen?
0: Laura Marling, and let's see, who else? A handful of other people that I can't recall right now because I haven't had a lot of sleep. Um,
1: This is not only an issue for you. It turns out it's an issue for both John and I. We have a hard time remembering who we've seen. Who did you see last night?
0: Silver Sun Pickups.
1: Who the hell is that?
0: Silver Sun Pickups. Yeah. Uh, they kind of okay. So the lead singer kind of sounds like Smashing Pumpkins' Le- lead singer,
3: Billy Corgan. Billy,
0: oh thank you. <laughs> not a lot of sleep. Um, he kind of sounds like that. It's uh, they have a harder <laughs> rock sound actually. They're Corgan's.
1: They, he's the bald guy, right? The
0: yes, yeah. But bald one. if you're a Silver Suns right. pickup fan and you're like, that's not true. He doesn't. Just pipe down. That's my opinion, and <laughs> I'm going to stick to it. Don't send me an email. Um, That's how I was attracted to the band, because I'm like, oh, this kind of sounds like Smashing Pumpkins. Um, They have an awesome bass player who is a chick. She's in a short sequin dress, just jumping up and down in her high heels, rocking. Cool. They have a cool drummer whose hi-hat is up here. Why he really? has his hi-hat that far wow. up in the air, he just goes like this. Like, just, like, he wails, and it's just, like, so, arms uh, all over the place like a gorilla.
1: Like, uh, <laughs> a- yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, uh, if it was a motorbike, it would would call them ape hangers. Yeah, ape Your arms are straight I mean, up in the air. I mean, it's like,
0: how is he going to reach that thing? This is the first time I've seen them in concert, um, so... Yeah, it was good. Um, The reason why I brought it up on the morning show, on my talk this morning, is that the topic was the difference between going to a show when you're in your 20s and going to a show when you're nearly 50. Um, I brought up the fact that I used to wear barely anything, even if it was going to be 20 degrees outside, I was wearing like a bustier and some, you know, maybe a dress or a skirt that was like the size of a belt and some fishnets. And I'm like, oh my God, it's cold out here. But the most important thing was to look good.
1: So the hemline was right around the promised land.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Wearing high heels that are completely like shoes that are so tall a stripper wouldn't even wear them. You know, it was all about looking good. I didn't care if I was cold and all my friends looked just as gorgeous. You know what happened last night? I was said to my boyfriend, I go, do you think I need to wear double socks? How long are we going to be outside? And I better bring some earplugs with me. Uh and um, how long are we going to wait outside? And I want to wait outside so that we can sit down.
1: Right. I wanted so you to, want to be in line in there first. first. Yeah. There's yeah. A, so you have been there before because that shows you know there's a limited amount of seating upstairs. Yeah. Around around the balcony, around the edges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do they still have the plexiglass between the sound uh, the light boards and the main bar upstairs? Or is it open?
0: Mm. Because
1: there used to be plexiglass, and there was a, uh, there was a uh, a light board um, upstairs. Area. Yeah, the light board upstairs. was upstairs. No, yeah. it's, it was
0: downstairs.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So you know, obviously, it's been years since I've been to the main room. Um, I have been to the entry just a few years ago. Uh, but that's fascinating. So were you comfortable? I was. And What would you do with your clothes or oh, your jackets? Oh, see, and your that's boots another
0: great uh, and... thing. I have this bag. That is, I had a little purse, but then I have this expandable bag that's, it's like a, um, just a mesh type of material, thin material bag that zips all around. And so it's just a little square. But then when you unzip it, it unfolds into a full size bag that you can put stuff in, like a so- large shopping bag. And so oh. I brought that to put my coat in. <laughs> or my sweatshirt and my vest that I'm wearing today that probably smells like weed. Not for me, but other people.
1: So, so nothing's changed in the main room. That's good to hear. Uh-huh.
0: It was fun to look down and see who was smoking weed. Yeah. You know, I'm you like, oh, like upstairs. you're not filming anyone. It's that guy right there. <laughs>
1: yeah. So was it a good show? Did you enjoy it? It was a it? great
0: show. It was. The only problem was that... This was a show that I felt like I had to go to because it was rescheduled. We bought tickets before the the big crisis, oh. and this yeah. was the rescheduled date. Yeah. I would have preferred it not be on a Monday night where I have to get up and work the next morning. When and, did you
1: get in? When did you get home?
0: Um, I think like eleven forty-five.
1: Oh, that's late.
0: It's oh, bad. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> not good at all. <laughs> John, Ugh. for
1: you, this would be four in the morning. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, eleventh. Exactly. Ooh, ele- I've been asleep for three, four hours by eleven
2: <laughs> o'clock.
0: Yeah, I want to be for sure. So, um but I wanted to go because I wanted to see him and not waste the ticket because we've waited a couple years to see him. So, so uh,
1: a few years ago, uh, we were talking and you revealed to me that you were a big fan of uh pearl jam
0: you're not going to quiz me on pearl jam are you because i don't no, have I'm that not. in my brain right now okay i'm good.
1: not um but eddie vetter has spent a lot of time in minneapolis since they hit it big um, and i know he's a baseball nut but i saw pearl jam in the main room right as they were getting big and before what was the name of the first album does anybody know it was the first mainstream big pearl jam album whatever it was ten yeah, and one of the songs was Alive, and then yeah. there was another yeah, song me. about a, a kid. And the video that was released with that at the same time showed Eddie up on a v- balcony yeah. um, going off backwards. He was outside the balcony, and he just let go, and he fell, I don't know, 10, 15 feet. Into the, the crowd. T- crowd caught him. I actually witnessed that in the main room.
0: I... Oh i am so jealous i can't believe you're telling this story i can't believe yeah, it. this is amazing it, yeah. i would kill to be there
1: and i've, I've kind of used to outrageous antics because it seems like in any time and i don't know if it's the prince effect or what it is anybody comes to town and they play first avenue they feel the need to leave their mark on the crowd and then oh, the cynical right. uh, hipsters and everything else and at the time i thought well that he's taken showing off to a whole new level there that's that was pretty cool <laughs> yeah, and then cool. I was shocked to see it come out as a video I don't know months later whenever yeah uh, and I also saw Nirvana in um, in the main room and wow. uh, I'm sorry to say that I, I don't remember much other than <laughs> um, I did have to sit down on the stairs and take a brief nap um, <laughs>
0: Uh, the stairs or the rail down there?
1: Uh, no, the stairs, and it would oh. if if you're upstairs, it Dirty. would be. Yeah, it would be the stairs on the left side if you're facing the stage. If
0: you're facing... okay.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. on, on the left side. Not as
0: populated as far as people <laughs> going up and down, so that's good.
1: Right, right. It would be on the same side that you'd go down into the entry at. Yeah. Um, up up on what I call the beer bar side. There's yeah. a two bars up there. Last I was there was where um, the roommate and I agreed we should probably get married. Uh, That happened in the main room. And it wasn't a proposal. During during Uh, Nirvana? I have no idea who was playing, none at all. And and I don't think she'd be able to tell you either. And it wasn't a proposal type of thing. It was just us talking about other people. I think this might be true, it might not be. Um, But my memory is uh, us talking about other people getting married and us going, you know, (laughs) <laughs> maybe we ought to
0: oh my gosh what, what the hell how long have you known her
1: oh uh, i don't know I, i'm not sure of that was it um, okay in ballpark
0: oh a year okay a year maybe yeah i didn't know if it was like two weeks because i know what your first date was like
1: yeah tequila um yeah <laughs> and we we that was a show spring jam um kind of behind the four hundred bar in April and we both showed up with somebody else and ended up leaving together. Uh-huh. And I think and I found the ticket stub for it because we're going to get into this in a minute. I think this was a week after we had bumped into each other at yeah, a literally. toad oh. a Toad the Wet Sprocket show uh-huh. at the Guthrie. <laughs> and we were both The Guthrie. We were,
2: I think so. Um,
1: oh, Guthrie used
2: to be a great venue. Are for you yes. kidding me? I saw a John Hyatt concert there. That was
0: incredible. Yeah, I it was had a, yeah. no a great idea venue. they ever did concerts there.
2: It's the old Guthrie. Not, it's yeah, not it's the,
1: uh, not the it one was on now, Hennepin but, oh. um, over by the uh, Arts uh
2: art park what is it yeah, called the, the art
1: the sculpture. Oh, okay. uh, sculpture, sculpture oh man i'm yeah. out
0: yeah i i apologize for all of you i, I saw it's okay Green
2: there i saw john hyatt there oh i mean it was a great venue wonderful venue who the hell is chris whitley oh chris whitley's he's dead unfortunately yeah, uh, but okay. he, put, he put out an album in 1991 called living with the law that's at, well a, a nine and a half out of ten
1: it was Chris Whitley and Toad the Wet Sprocket. It was April sixteenth, nineteen ninety-two, and I was I was backstage afterwards, and that's where I bumped into her. And I think Thursday. Oh, and then Sunday. I'll bet you it was only Friday, Saturday, a few days later that the Spring Jam happened uh, on Cedar Avenue in Riverside, and that's mm-hmm. when things. Took a turn huh. due to tequila. I
2: don't, I don't care about your marriage. That Chris Whitley thing now has me. <laughs> John, I don't remember it at all. I don't so one of this, I think uh, one of the single most underrated albums in the history of rock and roll. What? I'm going to have to brilliant. listen
0: to this. Chris Whitley.
2: Chris Whitley, li- uh, oh. Whitley Living with the Law.
0: Okay.
1: W- word of warning, McLean. He says this for everybody. He no, does? I don't say it oh, for everybody. Yeah, he says it for. No. Uh, oh, shut up. Who are those uh, <laughs> meatheads that had all the hits in the
2: 80s that I can't stand? It's in the '80s.
3: Yeah, Van Halen, uh,
1: Poison. Are there a
2: stack of tickets?
1: <laughs> uh, no, it's that duo, um, not, not Holland Oates. Nerd. Yeah, Holland Oates. He thinks they're the best act that ever walked the
2: earth. Too.
0: I, no, I love Holland Oates. Think, oh,
2: I do too. I
1: don't. I just think went the best to a concert
0: ever, a couple of years ago, actually. Well, well I actually I'll have a couple of Hall Oates and tickets
2: you. here
1: getting nowhere talking to you, uh, but I also have a Guthrie uh, ticket here for uh, John Mahal, which was also in ninety two, January twentieth. Nice. Um, and I don't, I don't even, I can't tell you one thing about that show or even what
3: he plays. Does he he's, play blues? Really? Yeah, he's a <laughs> rock blues. Kenny,
0: he, this he's, is really, we're seeing a side of you that I'm, yeah, I'm getting really. here.
3: You didn't pay for these tickets, though, did you, Kenny? These were work provided? Or did you pay for a lot uh, don't of these? I says
1: price $18. Um, uh, but speaking of that, that's Ross. Uh, back in the old days of 1500, and I mean in the 80s, we had zero money, and we had bosses that had no idea what we were doing, and we didn't have a promotion staff or a promotion budget. So what I did is I got in contact with all the big venues and bars in town and asked them if I could give away tickets for their shows. And they'd all say, yeah, put 10 people on the list. So I had, and that was how I got into all these shows for free. So I'm surprised, actually, that I have as many tickets as I do because uh, a lot of the shows I saw, like, for instance, Nirvana, I was just on the list. Just a freebie. Um, Yeah. But so uh, then I started going through these tickets and seeing some of the acts I uh, saw. Or didn't see. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it uh, turns out I've seen B.B. King a few times. I've seen Johnny Cash a bunch of times. You have? Yeah, uh, oh a bunch gosh. of times. Oh my gosh. One time uh, at the Orpheum, the Jayhawks were warming him up. I, I don't, sorry to say, remember that. Oh. Um, saw B.B. King at the Orchestra Hall. Uh, saw Two Nights of Tom Waits. I know you were at one of those shows, oh, John.
0: It was a wonderful show. Oh, you got any Tom him.
1: Waits opinions, uh, Don?
0: Love Tom Waits. Oh, good. Never Thank saw him you. in concert, though.
1: I will travel any distance to see Tom Waits. And weren't we asked yeah. on one of the games we played if there was just one musician or band or, or series of CDs you had to be with on an island for the rest of your life? For me, it would be Tom Waits. That's uh, No, you know what? It was a Super 70s sports question on uh, Twitter. Oh, That's yeah, what it was.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, Tom Waits is my guy. He's just absolutely amazing to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Red Hot Chili Peppers a bunch of times. Guns and Jerks. Roses. No, uh, Oh, really? Why? Oh. Tell me. Where'd you see them? Where, were you working a I show? I was
0: working, yeah, Ozfest. And yeah. Um, they were not on the tour. They were um, coming to visit. They were just wanting coming to hang out. Yeah. And I don't remember where we were. Oh, we were just somewhere in California. We were probably in L.A. And... Our crew, you know the the stage crew. It's just such an amazing thing to watch a crew put up that stage. It's yeah, un- you, yeah. unbelievable. You just can't believe that they make it happen, right? Day after day. It's I mean, we're usually at, we're, we're at a location for more than one day if it was a bigger city. So our crew's trying to load in big equipment, and they pulled their limo up right in front of the entrance on the load in area. Oh boy and they oh. i mean uh, everybody was like what what's happening clearly they wouldn't disrespect us this way and keep that limo there um so they asked them to move it and anthony kiedis and the rest of them said blank you guys basically really yeah and yeah. and flipped them all off and said see, do you know who we are and just like no 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 no
1: that see that I doesn't it. That doesn't play with crews. No. Because the crew, uh, the roadies, if you prefer, or whatever, and all the people that work a show on a traveling basis, they are not enamored by you and your star status. They don't give Mm -hmm. one single bleep about how famous you are, especially when you park your stupid limo
0: in the middle of the load-in zone. I've never been so disgusted. Yeah. I thought it was gross, and everybody else did too, all the bands. Wow. I mean, it's not like, I mean, the bigger bands that were there, they didn't know what was happening because people don't want to bother them and stuff, but like the yeah. second stage guys and, you know, just all those bands that are coming up that are going to replace your records in a couple <laughs> of years, trust me. You, you get that reputation that you're a jerk like that? Bad news for you, sorry, because I'm going to tell everybody I know. And I'm on the radio.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Hell yeah. Use your power for evil. I mean, come on. That's just
0: so wrong. I hated it. I thought it was the worst thing. I'm going to tell everyone I know. That's what I told myself for the rest of my life.
1: Dawn, did you ever see Guns N' Roses?
0: No, I haven't seen them.
1: I saw Guns N' Roses the year that they were busy breaking up from the heroin uh, issue they had. Do you remember how they wouldn't start shows until midnight or whatever? Oh, yeah. And because yeah. they couldn't get their crap together. Oh, this right. ticket is for Tuesday, January 21st, 1992. Um, and it was a uh, jam and company. Uh, jam and company 7 present Guns N' Roses. Showtime at around 7. <laughs> yeah. I believe they went on around midnight or 1 a.m. If what? I remember right. Yeah. Um, and I, God. this seat was for behind the stage. And I was ready for a bleep show. I thought this was... And that's the only reason I went, because I went to see him crash and burn. Dawn, it was one of the best rock and oh, roll no. shows I have ever <laughs> oh, seen. No. They really, really worked their asses off. They had a lot of changes. Uh, and I was just really impressed with absolutely every aspect of it. And I got to sit behind the stage up in the seats. Yeah. So you can see, and I love that vantage point because you get to see things that the audience doesn't see. It was mm-hmm. so cool. And from that day forward, I was a fan of Guns N' Roses just because of <laughs> the production. They put on, you know what I mean, yep. John? Yep.
2: Yeah. The sure. music
1: yeah. is like, you know, it's GNR, big deal, Paradise City, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, but I was really impressed with the show business aspect of it.
0: Wow, I wouldn't have stuck around, to be honest well, really? with you. I don't think oh. that nowadays people could get away with that. That's people totally would leave.
2: Seventies thing. No, I, yeah, I'm older people than you leave. guys. I remember that in the seventies, mm-hmm. consistently, two hours late. We have Netflix concerts. to watch. Yeah. Um,
0: and, and I, I, do. I do
1: remember, what I do remember about that is going right from the Target Center right to work. Uh, the <laughs> station was <laughs> oh, up in Maplewood. Oh, I've Maple done Wood. that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a really good uh, show I saw, and I would forgot about this, was uh, Carl, um, the fella that played um, with Carl? Soul Asylum. Carl, Carl had cancer, and they oh. did a benefit for him. Oh. Uh, and Westerberg was there. Uh, Mold was there. Uh, Golden Smog, Gear Daddies, a whole bunch of Minneapolis acts. Yeah. And there was a brief, a very brief Hoosker do reunion that night for uh, like two, three songs. And that was really neat. Um, so that was
2: fun. Are there guys that, Don, you, you worked in the business. And Kenny, you've obviously been to a million shows. Are there bands or guys that you did not get a chance to see and now... Oh so many now John it's, now it's done you can't there's either so the dead many. or retired or there's there's only a few that, that uh, I remember that I really I've wanted s- to see that I didn't
1: I've never seen the rolling stones I am not oh, sorry really? for missing them in the last 5 yeah. years 10 years yeah. I really wish I would have seen them in the 80s uh, mm-hmm. I really you know I saw um, them twice and,
2: and I'm, really. I'm happy I'm happy I saw them <laughs> back backward as they say in the day in the day, well, in the 80s. I so saw him at the Dome yeah. and somewhere else. I don't know where the other yeah. place was. Don, you ever seen Bob uh, Dylan?
0: Yes, I did. I saw him at my college. It was a great really? show. Um, really funny story about that. It was in, uh, you know, it's it's the college, like, it's where they play orchestra concerts even. You know, it's just a, the big concert hall at our college, and he was there, and... Um, a lot of the people that bought tickets were of a certain age, right. and they My wanted age. to sit John's down. Age. Yeah, <laughs> and so all of us kids got up front. Now there is a mile between where the seats start and where the stage starts because it's yeah. a theater. Theater, you know. Right. Um, so there's a lot of room. You could uh, twenty people deep. Okay. It was just one row of us kids standing up along the edge, literally <laughs> yeah. not double stacked. Okay. And um, the show starts, and the people in the front row that were everyone sat down for the whole show, and they made us move away from the front and get in our back seats. And the security (laughs) came and moved us away. Um, Bob Dylan is notorious for not really speaking a lot or at all, right? right. Because he didn't speak to the crowd at all, not even one time. Right. He also also didn't look at the crowd. But the moment when we were moved away, he looked down at us and smirked. He gave (laughs) me eye contact and he smirked at me because they were moving us. And I felt like I was going to fall over. I was so lucky to have eye contact with Bob Dylan and that he kind of nodded and smirked that they moved us.
1: Okay. So Uh, I have, go ahead, John. I was just going to say, I've,
2: I've seen Bob probably 10 times. Oh, wow. And about half those times he was really engaged, and really? the other half he wasn't engaged at all. Oh. But Kenny, do you, do you remember, what was the theater he owned downtown, either the State or the Hennepin? Oh, uh, I didn't he know he owned it. He, owned, he, owned, th- he oh. owned one of those, and he did seven shows, I think, in a row at one of them, and in, in the, it must have been the late 80s, or early 90s. And I went to three of those, and those he was very engaged for, and they were, one, they were you know, in my it's top a, ten concerts ever, do you think he great. was doing
1: a crowd count times the ticket prices while he's probably? This
2: <laughs> is <Just, laughs>
1: like my studio. right? Oh, I had
0: no idea my, that he yeah. owned.
1: So yeah, he, somewhere here, he I have a Bob Dylan. I went to a Bob Dylan at uh, Harriet Island, and oh, I yeah. had, and there was. <laughs> I'm going to say ten to twenty of the front rows were reserved for uh vips and media weasels right <laughs> and 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 it was it was um roped off you had to show your special ticket to get in there but this made dylan so angry that they did this at one of his shows that he put in and from what i understand it the way i remember it, it was uh, if you leave this roped area you cannot get in and of course i pre this like crazy so i'm in there for i don't know three songs and i have to leave and i never got back in and so i've always hated bob dylan ever since (laughs) uh, i I don't know but you know
2: if you remember that concert at all uh, i was there also there was a hundred and (gasps) six thousand people do you remember that do you remember i I do remember wading through the crowd yeah
1: we were so far
2: we were a mile back
1: my wife and i i swear where was was, this it's it's uh, across from explain, downtown, uh, downtown St. Paul. Right across the river, you look down on it. It's called uh-huh. Harriet Island. It's oh, not an oh, island. Oh, I
0: know what Harriet. It, so yeah. it was there, yeah. not yeah. inside, yeah. but it was no, an outdoor no. yeah, situation. Yeah, outdoor
1: venue. Really cool, Gosh. John. That's the first place I
2: saw um, uh, Steve Rue Vaughn, too. Yeah, that was the um, same year I think, or maybe maybe it was a year before. I don't not know. Been a year before. Uh, Steve Earle opened that Bob Dylan concert. I remember
1: oh, that vividly. You have the vividly. best
0: memory out of yes. all three yes. of us, John.
1: Oh, thank well, God did, you I controlled yourself some. during those uh, years. Well, maybe Drake
2: too much, but that's <laughs> all. I'm,
1: I'm holding a ticket here that I'll bet you anything you were at this show, John. Sunday, ah. August 4th, 1996. Steely Dan at the
2: Target Center. Um, and, well, and as a matter of fact, I real, have five Steely Dan tickets here. That
1: was the real Steely Dan before one of them passed away, and now they're playing themselves well, off as Steely, like the Steely
2: Dan. We're band? not going to have this argument.
0: We're not going to have this argument because
2: It's two against one, so you lose. But there's, if you're going that argument, then you got to go back to 1974. That's when the band actually broke up, and the guys oh, haven't. The other four haven't played with them since. John, then, so John never loses an <laughs> argument.
0: Oh yeah, I, I I didn't know we were having one, <laughs> <laughs> so I played no contest.
1: Either oh. one of you ever seen The Grateful Dead?
0: No, I that was on my list when you asked who haven't you seen, and you wanted to. I didn't see them because I felt like that they were everywhere, and then it happened—the event—and what was that? when did he pass 90 uh 96 or
1: yeah i don't remember
0: i probably 96 or something and i was like well now everyone's following fish
1: right oh right oh i've never seen that awful hippie band uh, John, did you ever go out and tour with the Dead? Were you a Dead? I never.
2: I did not. Uh, I, you know, I like the Dead's studio stuff, but the live stuff drives me absolutely crazy. I don't want to so, be noodling for twenty minutes. you're right, I, right,
0: right. You, uh, jam band stuff kind of drives me nuts. Well, it
2: depends on the band. There, I mean, there's twenty minute Almond Brothers songs I'll listen to a hundred times, but oh, not the great. God.
1: So in the 80s, I was still at this point as a youth where I was trying to figure out who the hell I am and what music I like and what I don't. And uh, I went through my dead phase and I had a bunch of board tapes and all of that. And then they came to uh, wow uh, the Met Center, I believe. It was June 17th, '88 and that night is when i turned on the grateful dead and i've hated them ever since
0: you end up hating everyone are you gonna end yeah, up hating us
1: <laughs> probably most likely i'm well on my way anyway um but it was just everything that could possibly be awful about a concert uh the 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 audience members were all idiots just complete morons I've never seen so many people OD'd outside that don't even make it in. Oh. The people that went out on tour with them and never go into the show and are trying to buy tickets or sell tickets or sell acid or sell this or buy this. It was just a despicable display. And it was that night that I was done with hippie,
2: hippie music forever. Huh. Interesting. I you have... know, followed him around a long time. Our buddy Tommy. Tom? Uh, Mishki. Really? Yeah, he followed the dead around for about a year. You know who else was a big one?
1: Um, Harrington, Greg Harrington. Gene Harrington's son, yeah. Yeah. He was a big, I got a bunch of tapes from him. The Dictators, have you ever heard of them?
0: Sure. I got to talk about the Grateful Dead real quick, though. Oh yeah, hold yeah, go on! Ahead. Don't I'm about to fall asleep because I was up really late. So, <laughs> hold on, <laughs> guys, just calm down. There's another uh, podcast I want to recommend. Once you're done listening to Garage Logic in its entirety, and this podcast is called Dead and Gone, and it's a true crime podcast about people who went missing while they were deadheads. And they're oh. all, like, people that are deadheads are in this network to try to find out what happened to them or how they were really? murdered. It's called Dead That'd and Gone. F- it's really fascinating,
2: good. Fascinating. Yeah. Oh, wow. Huh,
0: and so there are different stories about every week there's a different story about another person that went missing. These are way back, which is so amazing because they'll go back to, you know, the 70s and uh, right. talk about somebody. And then they will track down and try to find people who knew them. Which a lot of people just had nicknames. Yeah. So sure. And they were all yep. living in like little communes Gro- and things. Gross little dirty communes. And they communes, didn't know who yeah. was who and who, like there was, there's a murder. Like it, it's pretty interesting. I think you'd get into it.
1: Mm. And I don't have to hear any dead music, right?
0: No, <laughs> no. Because they can't, they're not licensed. So John, they, uh,
1: they were part of Ken Kesey's uh, acid yeah. test. Uh, oh, back, yeah. Back in the 60s. You know. I talked to him on the phone once. That was weird.
0: They br- Whoa, you talked to Ken Kesey on the phone?
1: Yeah, I tried to schedule an interview with him. His wife, uh, I think her name was Faye. Was that her name? Faye Kesey? Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Um, he had released a book where he was a teacher in Oregon, I believe, at yeah. a college. And um, like one person would write a chapter and then another person would write a chapter and they tried to put this book together out of various uh, authors and it was a mumbo jumbo mess and i kept harassing his publicist finally the publicist got sick of me said here's his phone number you'll never get an interview scheduled but try it and so i called uh and faye answered i'm sorry if that's not her name it's my memory she answered it is okay good
3: norma faye by the way i just want to point out the hilarity you can't remember any concert you attended, <laughs> but you can remember never, Ken Kesey's uh, wife's, wife's name. Right. Well, I, I mean, Ken
1: Kesey, a major, you know, uh, I'm a book nerd, and God, he's written some yeah. wonderful books. Um, so, she yeah, he's out in the yard. So I hear her calling him, you know, and five minutes later, he comes to the phone. He's very congenial, but, but he wouldn't uh, commit to an interview. And I said, okay, well, we'll try calling you tomorrow at uh, eight a.m. or something like that. I don't know if I was mornings or afternoons or what. Uh, And uh, I had a short little conversation with him about nothing at all, and I didn't fanboy on him. It was just all business. And then uh, the next day, when I called, there was no answer.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, that's really cool story. Yeah, I mean, you didn't get the interview, but still, I just like the fact that you talked to him.
2: Yeah, so random. (laughs) Just hey, I talked to Ken Kesey. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really was. Cuckoo's Nest, and uh, what are uh, what was the other? Uh, Sometimes a great notion. Is Sometimes that the book? a great notion. Yeah, I think that's the or book that's, I like so him? much. Yeah, it is. I think you're right. Somebody uh, Google it. Why would Cheryl <laughs> Crow play the main room in 1994? Look at Wasn't you looking she... through
0: all these tickets and humble bragging. That's what he's doing, you guys. Well, it's a be, way she... of bragging about something humbly by just bringing Cheryl it up. Crow
1: was a big I'm going to ignore that Don. she was a big deal before 94 wasn't she was she she's I did, from Missouri it's by the way is she really she's from
0: southeast Missouri mm-hmm.
1: isn't it fun seeing video of her as Michael Jackson's backup singer yeah if Michael Jackson cra- wasn't involved right but with <laughs> the big crazy hair and all of that yeah
0: uh,
2: yeah I'm looking, Kenny. Uh, it looks like 92 is that debut album, and that did quite well. So, Oh, okay. Here's what happened. Well, You're bringing
0: sense. up all these shows that happened in 1992. No, Here's uh, what happened in my life.
2: Yeah, I in was 92. graduating
0: high school, and I had just had a baby. So I wasn't going to yeah. a lot of concerts.
2: <laughs> you see, and I could go back to the 70s, because I'm older than you guys, and start talking about concerts then. But uh, By the way, Kenny, her first album was 94. So it's just when she started, the Tuesday Night Music Club one yeah uh so yeah uh, right when she started out that would have been fun you ever heard i got of to Babeson? meet her once oh she was what quite was nice like? to me I, well i i don't know our buddy uh chris reaver said he had a horrible experience with her when he worked at cities 97 yeah. but uh, when i was working at ks95 she was doing something downtown i don't remember what and they we just wanted to get some drops like hi this is cheryl crow and i'm in town i listen to Bad and cheryl you know that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I went down there, and she was nice as could be, talked to me for five minutes, just chatted me up and did the stuff, and off I went.
0: I think we're too Uh, hard on, like, rock stars, celebrities to be nice all the time. Like, honestly, it's like, what, so you, every single person you meet, I would never go out of my house. You know, you have to be over the moon nice to them. Uh, That's not fair. Now, if you do something like park your limo in front of a loading dock, (laughs) then that's (laughs) not excusable. That's a different category.
2: Well, right. The other thing is with Chris, uh, as Kenny knows, sometimes around famous people, Chris is. Um, oh, he loses his ass. He, he does? Oh, he, Tell oh, me we about had, that. We had, we had, we had Gary Loris from the Jayhawks at the State Fair. And he came up on stage and talked to Joe, and Joe scooted him off without any. And Chris, I, my kid was there who's a musician, and I said, You want to meet Gary Loris? He said, Sure. He couldn't meet Gary Luris because basically Chris was genuflecting in front of him. Oh no! So, can I get please
0: <laughs> <some laughs> take my oh, picture
1: with him? Please can,
2: take my picture with him. Can I rub your feet? Can is there anything I can get <gasps> for you, Gary? Oh,
1: he was just fanboy. Oh, such
0: secondhand out. embarrassment.
1: Oh, oh, it was awful, Don. Meanwhile, it, it there's was... a guy in town, uh, Slim Dunlop, who played uh, for a while in the Replacements and who's always been in bands in Minneapolis, had just had a stroke and um you know and i've seen the jayhawks and all those guys around for years and years and years so it's no big deal bumping into them so i'm trying to talk to gary about slim and slim's wife and all
2: of this mm-hmm. and chris
1: is just like and is there anything and, and a piece of cake and uh, anything at all what what what, what, <laughs> not, what can i do no, for you and it was just...
2: that's not an exaggeration what Kenny <gasps> just did that's exactly no, what he was it like it was so exactly. awful and I had to, and, so, and
1: Chris would walk away, and I'm like, sorry about that, Gary. I don't oh know what's going my on with this God. guy. <laughs> it was, was <laughs> um, I love it! Um, it
0: was awful.
1: Did, did, have you ever seen Jayhawks?
0: Are you talking to me? Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't.
1: I, I really love, I just love that band. I love the concept and the music. And they had a few pretty strong albums. Uh, I I, I will admit,
0: did. I know very little about yeah.
1: them. We really thought they were going to be major, major players. They're, they're s-
0: from Minneapolis, right?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I apologize to all the yeah. Minnesotans out there that I'm pissing off by saying that.
1: Who is Material Issue? Why have I seen them?
2: Weren't they like... Any an, idea? Well, <sighs> I thought they were an 80s band, but I'm, perhaps I'm wrong. I could look that up. Here's one for Dawn. A spoken word appearance by Crispin Glover.
0: Oh, my God!
1: 1994 have you seen i think it's called the river's edge
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah. he is and i don't remember he's super weird he's very weird yeah
0: um, yeah well
2: you guys remember the letterman appearance right no he was in he was in character and he got up and did a karate kick that missed letterman's face by about (laughs) two inches and letterman got pissed and Letterman basically <laughs> threw him off the show Are at that point. Are you serious? And Crispin Glover was trying desperately to backtrack. You know, as you know, <laughs> yes, it's just it's, it's a, a part God. of a bid. It's part of an act. Don't... Letterman would have none of it. And basically, you, you look it up on YouTube. You can find it. It's uh, Letterman's wrath is immediate.
1: <laughs> i want to take just a brief time out and then we're going to try to outdo uh, the three of us i have two acts that i don't think either one of you can outdo so i want you to go back in your memory as i'm talking about aimhighconstructionmn.com and see who the biggest most impressive act you've ever seen uh but aim High construction MN, these guys any job that you need doing from roofing siding remodels decks restorations Brand new ground up construction, dig a hole, throw in a basement, put up a couple of levels. Yeah, Aim High Construction, they can help with that. They can do, well, they can do it. I mean, you know, doing done. Uh, Design consultation, if you're thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom or a new basement you want to remodel, you don't know where you want to go, they can help with that. They helped with us. Full service, uh, we're talking here, quality craftsmanship. Honest guys. They're going to keep you informed, keep you up to date. If they're having problems finding material, you'll know about it. You won't go weeks without a phone call. Um, We waited to get on their list, and I can tell you it was worth the wait. They did us a lot of favors and ultimately helped us with... Improving the equity of our home. We got more money when we sold it due to Aim High Construction MN. The owner is Chris. Be sure to tell him you're a GLR or a My Talker and you listen to the Krabby Show. Uh, again, that's AimHighConstructionMN.com. Okay, we're throwing it down. Number one show, biggest show, most impressive show you've ever seen, Don McLean.
0: Um, that would be the Pearl Jam 20 concert at the Apple Valley Music Fest, uh venue. I believe it's called Apple Valley in Wisconsin. It oh, holds Alpine, like, Val. Alpine Valley. Alpine Valley. Sorry, Alpine I'm very Val. sleepy right yes. now. Yes. Um, no, that's
1: okay.
0: Oh, my gosh. It was so good. And and this is what made me weep. I had yeah. to pee so bad, but that yeah. wasn't what made me weep. I got stuck in an area where I could you could not leave or you would never find your friends again. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just oh, yeah. down, yeah. not in the seats, but at the, you know, where yep. you're just like cattle. Just... Yep. Um, And so, um, I was not. I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan, favorite favorite band. But Chris Cornell came out and played with Eddie Vedder, and I am a huge fan of Temple of the Dog, which is their collaboration together. And it was like it was like a Temple of the Dog concert. Because, you know, Stone Gossard's there and Mike McCready. And so I started crying immediately. I mean, my friend Heather and I were like, oh, my God. And we were just like weeping. (laughs) We couldn't believe it. We were just we could not believe it. Like That's cool. I was I've never felt so like I'm seeing the Beatles type of thing before. I think Chris Cornell had the best. I mean, there's Freddie Mercury. But I think Chris Cornell had the best rock those, voice of my time. Of Keanu my Keanu time,
1: voice, yeah. those pipes. Yeah. But um,
0: I, I adored Chris Cornell. Um,
1: ah, I love the feeling you described. I absolutely. Oh God, that's why I went to see music, to just for that feeling. Just I cannot believe that I'm here and I'm seeing this, and this is the most cool thing this was before, I've ever seen. Yeah. I,
0: I think that we had cell phones. But we weren't using them in the way that people do now right, because yeah. that would have gotten in the way of the experience. And I'm so glad that I just actually heard it and wasn't just filming it. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Um, so, yeah, I'll what stop d- about that.
1: No. Um, what did you do about the pee thing? Did you just go right there? <laughs>
0: no, I couldn't. Um, but every it was on a slope. Okay. Yeah. So after sitting there or standing there, we had yoga mats down. And um, it was also raining. so Well, you could have
1: got away with just standing right there and going.
0: Yeah, but I'm a girl. We don't really do that. But we would, like, every now and then, because of various reasons, my friend Heather and I and her husband Craig, uh, Craig didn't really sit down a lot, but, like, we would just get so tired from standing on that slope during the opening acts and stuff that we would just sit down and we would just (laughs) see legs and we would see dudes
1: peeing. We would see yeah. guys
0: peeing and we're like yeah. look at him we do
1: that he's yeah, peeing that. right
0: there and then some yeah. people behind us you know it's a slope so
1: yeah and we know that bleep is so runs gross i'm him. sorry no no my <laughs> first uh one of the first shows i went to i think i might have it might have been van halen at the civic center um we walked into the guy's bathroom uh, and there were girls sitting in the oh, sink yeah. peeing yeah always oh, and, yeah. and always. it was it was no big deal and it was at that point that i realized yeah you know what
0: it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, so because all the guys were like, and the guys weren't being disgusting. We could all, you know, everybody understood. It's
0: it's so painful, like hours and hours and hours. Um, so at the end of it, you know, if you've ever been to that awesome venue, it's all just yeah. like cornfield around there. People yeah. were running to the field, and I did too, yeah. and we're just all squatting, like yeah. everybody's just squatting in in the grass. Yeah. Because yeah. you were in so much pain from having to hold it, my friend Craig wouldn't let me leave because he's like, "We will never find you again." Because it, hold, right. I mean, it's like a yeah. hundred thousand yeah. people.
1: Yeah, and, and that's so, how it goes. Yeah,
0: there's no yeah. cell service. That what, that what
1: we had to do is remember where we parked, and if we get uh, separated, that's where we'll meet.
0: That's a good idea. I yeah. was not yeah. in the condition to remember where we parked.
1: Did you drive yes. up from Missouri?
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Oh, interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a hall. It is. I did not drive, though. I will say that.
2: John? The, uh, I was just going to say, before I get to the concert thing, uh, being tired reminded me when uh, Don said being tired. <laughs> I remember, and Kenny, I think you've heard this story already, but in the 70s, about 1977 or 78, I grew up in Bismarck, North Dakota, and we'd have yeah, you know, two or three concerts at Civic Center a year, and usually, not always, but usually a B act. It wouldn't be somebody... You know yeah. so we'd go to fargo or minneapolis yeah right that's the a shows. hall. so we went oh, minneapolis it Minneapolis, a real hall we would went, went to fargo for what was called dakota jam at the time yeah. and it was 77 or 78 uh the main act was fleetwood mac who was huge at that point obviously cool. that's when rumors everything cool yeah wow. uh, jeff peak. beck who you know is oh. guitar god now. saw oh. him too forever yep. love Beck. Uh, and a couple other, Pat Travers' band, if you remember them. Neat, him, yes, yep. Uh, and Henry Gross. So we did some pre-gaming, shall we say, yeah, yeah, on the oh, drive yeah. from Bismarck to Fargo. And then we got to the show, and of course, yeah, you know, I had a few more beers. And I really wanted to see Jeff Beck, because I'm a guitar geek. Yeah. I laid on the thing and huh. fell asleep, and <gasps> my friends did not wake me up, and I slept through Jeff oh, Beck, and no. they woke me up for Fleetwood Mac. Oh, I was so angry. I would still so be. angry I can't believe to you fell asleep
0: day. at a concert. Like, how do well, you do that,
2: uh, well, Don? Uh, it started at two in the afternoon, and we yeah. were probably already drinking, maybe some other thing oh, by about ten yeah. So yeah. that
0: morning. I guess so. I've never actually been that drunk because I don't like to feel out of control.
2: Yeah, oh. it, it wasn't. I wouldn't you know say I mean? it was. It was all drunk.
0: Oh, I, I don't I know see. how else to put that. Oh, <laughs> I yes. I Don't know how else to put
2: it. Just, I have. Uh,
1: yeah. I have two offerings for you. You can take your pick. Um, and one uh, was a night in. in, in think, uh, well, wait. I have the seat. I had the ticket right here. Oh, here it is. Uh, January twenty fourth, nineteen ninety two, at the Met Center. Frank Sinatra. <gasps> yeah. And, and it was cold, and there was what? a little bit of snow coming down. And that was the night where everything. Including the pre-gaming and there was a variety of pre-gaming ingredients going on. Everything came together and was perfect But I had really good seats on the floor really wow. close to the stage And there were a lot of media big shots there at the time including I, th- I think Barbara Carlson was there Don, You probably don't know who she is, but she was
0: good old Barb uh, uh, No, yeah, I don't know Babs <laughs>
1: So uh, it, it was just basically me and a girlfriend at the time trying to keep it together during the show and not <laughs> let on that we were as far gone as we were. <laughs> and Frank was, um, the only thing I, I remember about Frank were the uh, cue, not the cue cards, the uh, the, the monitors for the, the words. Yeah, What are sure. they called? Um, Promptor. He was, yeah, he had prompters. But he was cool. I mean, he so was Frank. So did Ozzy
0: every single day at Ozfest, yeah songs that he's been singing forever
1: yeah and then we went from there and i remember it being very cold down to the caboose where big head todd was playing and this was before big head todd got were were really really big and it was just just little head todd
0: yeah (laughs) and it was just
1: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely
0: that's it that's all i've got sorry it was
1: the most perfect night ever but I can compare it to a different night—the the night that my buddy Gene, who's a concert promoter, that I think we're going to have on pretty soon, got uh, got us in to a Miles Davis show. Prince owned oh. a club downtown called Glam Slam, oh. and there were two levels, and we were on the upstairs level where all the snobs were. Um, and I got to see who, and I was really seriously heavily into Miles Davis at the time. I mean, obsessed with Miles Davis and Miles, um, his deal was he'd turn his back to the crowd and it had nothing to do with the crowd. It was just miles playing music, getting into the music and the balcony went all the way around the entire dance floor and the stage. So I was standing backstage up above him watching Miles Davis play, and it was the coolest night ever, and I met and talked to Prince at the <gasps> bar. Was
0: yeah. this also 1992? Well,
1: I don't know what year that was. Okay. You have to Google Miles Davis uh, at Glam Slam in order okay. to figure that out.
0: Huh. But there is something we have learned from this podcast today Yeah, is that Kenny doesn't remember... All of nineteen ninety two. There are only uh, large portion. There are four days total of nineteen ninety two that Kenny remembers. It's most
1: of the nineties. I know the listeners can't see this, but we're on camera. Look at this box. <gasps> oh Look my gosh, you guys
0: of... have no idea how many ticket stubs. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I Plus can't. I was on the list for so Look many at John's. shows.
1: Yeah. John's John's got way more than me. Yeah. So
0: my boyfriend collects them as well and like it's not easy to get them nowadays you have to order them and you have to pay seven dollars a ticket we had to pay seven dollars extra to get a paper ticket sent to us i don't like
1: that i I don't like being the crusty old bastard because he uh, likes to
0: frame things and you know like he has them all in like a little box like you have it's so
1: fun going through it going oh wow yeah i have no i have no recollection of this show whatsoever but <laughs> a, a couple of my tickets are really really muddy from outdoor events oh i
0: love that <laughs> yeah oh cool yeah.
1: anyway uh did we get everything in that say everything fun, we guys. wanted to say yeah, uh, yeah.
2: The, the best uh i didn't do a best one but the weights thing kenny that you and i saw yeah that was probably my favorite, although there's about 10 others I could list also. Yeah, I would
1: have to name the three. Uh, Sinatra. Boy, Sinatra and Waits in the same sentence. That's weird. And Miles Davis. And the rest is all just frosting on the cake. Mm -hmm. Had a lot of fun in the 90s. Well, uh, go ahead, Ross. Hit that button. See if I can back time for 15 seconds. Just like to thank everybody, all the My Talkers, GLers, and everybody else for tuning in and listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts.